This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, September 15th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Adelia Jr. Joining me is the little Croy Poppy himself, a.k.a. My fellow Forbes 30 under 30, a.k.a. Tim Ma fucking Gettys. Bless, I can't wait to talk about video games with you today. Tim, I can't wait to talk about video games with you today also. I got pineapples in front of me. I want to sell oh, them today. Yeah. Okay. I've been trying to, I've been trying to switch up my morning routine because mm-hmm. oftentimes it is for two straight weeks, I'll go to McDonald's, get myself a sausage burrito and a small iced coffee, and then I get tired of it. And then I start going to Starbucks for two weeks, <laughs> getting a, a, a croissant, a buttered croissant warmed up, mm-hmm. uh, and a small iced coffee, and then getting bored with it, and then going back and forth. And I've hit a wall to where I go to Starbucks, I get that buttered croissant, I take a bite, and I'm like, my body's like, I don't want this anymore. <laughs> and, I, and I don't finish the buttered croissant. And so now yeah. I'm like, you know what? I should maybe treat my body well. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what I should do. Maybe instead of getting the buttered croissants, maybe I eat some fruit for breakfast. Yeah, know? a little pineapple. Maybe I, I get a little I've pineapple. I've never had pineapple alone. Like it, was, pineapple. It, it was more that's of a, a fruit lot. salad. There was like... Okay. Um, and this is what's... The pineapple's what's left? That makes sense. The pineapple is what's... Yeah, the pineapple is like my, my last resort. Uh, but mm-hmm. there was watermelon along with uh, apples and other fruits in here. What's your... Yeah. Do you... I think I asked you this a long time ago. Like, if you have a morning routine and you say you don't eat breakfast. I'm not a breakfast guy. I, I am a that's Starbucks insane. coffee guy. That hurts, but, my, hurts yeah. my heart. So Every much. once in a while, I'll get the I'll, I'll get like the eggs or something. But like, yeah, I I I just don't get hungry in the morning. It takes a while for me to like warm I, up my tum tum. I have the same, which is why I only get the buttered croissant. And now, like the fruit, the fruit is working because like I think part of the buttered croissant thing is that it's hard for me to get that going in terms of like actually feeling hungry. But then mm-hmm. with fruit, you know, my my body doesn't fight it. You know, <laughs> like I just want yeah. that watermelon. I want that pineapple. I want them yeah, apples. You know? I get it. it. Slides down. It's juicy. It's great. It's Tim, juicy and great. Enough about fruit. Let's talk about video games. Today's stories yeah. include Kojima teasing something, uh, big Tokyo game show news, and more because this is kind of funny games daily. Each yep. new week at 10 a.m. live right here on Twitch, right here on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. I'm never going to be used to that, by the way. If you're watching live, you can correct us so we get stuff wrong by going to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games, roosteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you our latest she hulk spoiler conversation is up right now as a kind of funny screencast that is up on youtube.com slash kind of funny and on your podcast service of choice and then also a new kind of funny podcast is up uh nick nick fell off a horse and kevin fell too uh you know where to find (laughs) you know where to find that listen I, i i often skip the kind of funny podcast but i love reading the descriptions because like that's a kind of funny podcast right there kevin this one i am shocked you should check this one out this is uh this is the one 
This is the the first time me, Andy, Greg, and Nick have all been together on the show since early July because of vacations and sicknesses really? and a whole bunch of things. Yeah. And uh, the energy was there and the stories were there for sure. Hell yeah. Was Nick falling off a horse captured with drone footage? Yeah. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This one sounds worth a dollar. I think this one might be worth a dollar. Goddamn. Um, but also, as a reminder, of course, right now on YouTube, we are streaming kind of funny games daily. We're doing this test throughout the rest of the month. You can also get the screencasts live on YouTube as they debut. Uh, Tim, is there anything you should detail with that one? YouTube.com slash kind of funny for the rest of September. Every She-Hulk, every Star Wars Andor, Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, and Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Spoiler talk screencast will be live on youtube.com slash kind of funny um, as we do that for everybody, not even Patreon people, just everyone gets to come and hang out just like they can here for kind of funny games daily on the youtube.com slash kind of funny games side. There you have it. And speaking of Patreon, thank you to our Patreon producer, Fargo Brady. Today we're brought to you by Shopify and MeUndies, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six store. Actually, we have seven stories today. A baker's dozen. I added one last minute one that was breaking as of the time we went live. But let's start with story number one. What is Kojima teasing? I am pulling from John Porter at The Verge. Kojima Productions, the development studio led by Metal Gear Solid and Death Stranding director Hideo Kojima, has posted a cryptic teaser on its website that has fans speculating about what the company could be about to announce. The teaser, which data from the Wayback Machine suggests was posted this week, shows a dimly lit silhouette of a woman's head with the words, Who am I? superimposed over it. Of course, Twitter has been quick to come up with theories about who this could be. The most convincing is that it could be actor Elle Fanning, perhaps best known for her role as Alice Daynard in Super 8. Uh, but that's just the first level of fan theorizing. Taking things a step further is the fact that Fanning also appeared in a 2001 film called I Am Sam. And, of course, Death Stranding's protagonist was Sam Porter Bridges. See? The dots basically connect themselves. It's been three years since the release of Kojima's last major title, Death Stranding, and expectations are high for what the director might be working on next. Death Stranding's lead actor, Norman Reedus, let slip earlier this year that a sequel is currently in development. Kojima also made an appearance at an event in June to announce that his studio is partnering with Xbox on a completely new game, which is presumably separate from the Death Stranding sequel. Kojima himself doesn't appear to have linked to the teaser via his personal Twitter account, which is free of any hints about what the image could relate to. Instead, the director has been busy tweeting about a recent video call with Get Out and Nope director Jordan Peele. Hell his yeah. studios, hell yeah. His studio's official Twitter account also recently put out a statement noting that it will not be showing off any new games at this year's <clears throat> Tokyo Game Show, which runs from today to September 18th. Instead, it plans to exhibit a VR experience based on the studio's famous entryway. Of course, there's always the far <laughs> the studio's famous entryway, which Tim, it is describe, really cool. Would you describe it as famous? I I mean, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But uh, there you go. They're not wrong. And, I, I, it's a cool entryway, I guess. But yeah, you get a VR experience if you're at the Tokyo Game Show. Of course, there's always the far less interesting possibility that the teaser released to Kojima's Spotify podcast, whose first episode was released on September 8th. The Hideo Kojima Presents Brain Structure podcast promises to, quote, take a deep dive into Kojima's brain and shed light on his creative process, end quote. A second episode is due to release today. Now, Tim, mm -hmm. this is always a fun topic to talk about. Always. What is Kojima hiding? What is he teasing? Is it worth paying attention to? Is it worth covering? Tim, where do you land on this? 
I mean, here, the, the tease is so obvious. It's right in front of us, right? Where it's like, cool, Sony, first parties, Insomniac, working on Spider-Man. Kojima, friendly with first parties. Is he working on a Spider-Man project? Who am I? You sure you want to know? The story of my life is not for the faint of heart. If somebody told you it was a happy little tale, if somebody told you I was just your average ordinary guy, not a care in the world, somebody lied. Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man 2001. <laughs> uh, no, jokes That's aside, great. Um, I... I this is cool. I love that Kojima's always... Thank you. Thank you very much for this oh, one. Um, <laughs> um, I like that there seems to be multiple Kojima things going on. And it's like, I love that he's just out there having fun, including the podcast, which I haven't finished yet, but started listening to. It's been a great listen so far. It's available oh, yeah. in Japanese or uh, dubbed in English. And I like them as like these like 30-minute, fairly bite-sized podcasts. Like I'm like, oh, right. I need to listen to kojima's thoughts now, on nope you listen to Jordan the podcast Keel. on subbed or dubbed yeah i was like you know what i can't do this but you still hear it in the background so it's kind of you know but um anyways this is cool i i really like that actress if it is l fanning um mm-hmm. i think she could be great in a kojima project now, and barrett i need you to pull up exhibit mm-hmm. a if you haven't already Oh, yeah, we went through and, and cycled through all of the uh, if, if you can bring it up once again, because I the the evidence is quite damning. Of course, this is this is Elle Fanning. Once again, the the character from the what was it? I, it's, I am Sam was the name of the movie. I look and, and, again. And I like that they listed her as super eight fame. Like she's done something that's like, kind of weird. The, yeah, she's done something more uh, recent than that, for sure, because that was like 11 years ago. That movie came out. But yeah, continue to cycle through the image, of course. The image of Elle Fanning gets darker and darker, and you see the superimposed who am I text over her face. It is very obviously her, right? And to the question yeah. of who am I, well, she is Sam. She's Spider-Man. Sam yeah, Cor- they already, spoilers, bless. Sam- wow. oh, sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, spoilers for I Am Sam, a movie I didn't see. But like, I feel like it's obvious, right? It's Death Stranding too. Is that crazy? I don't think that's crazy. I mean, story-wise, what what do you think about the implications of it? Do you think that a character like this would make sense somewhere. I don't know shit about I am Sam. And so I have no idea what the implication. I think the implication is just that, Hey, I'm working on death Stranding too. Like this is the official, I'm starting the teasing process, which I think makes sense given that Norman Reedus already spilled the beans earlier this year. And like, I don't know if that is a catalyst for, all right, let's get this thing going. Or if it's just a happenstance, but I think now that people know that death Stranding two is it, now that we know that it exists, Hey, let's just start teasing it, right? Let's start playing around with people. And, you know, compared to a lot of other Hideo Kojima stunts and ARG stuff and him teasing things, this is on the more calm end of things, oh, right? Yeah, like, for sure. I, I still remember the, the, what was it, the Game Awards, the TGAs, where it was the fake game studio with the guy, the yeah, the Moby Dick Studios, right? With the, with the guy with the, like the bandage over his face or whatever coming out and announcing this game and us Incredible. going, what is what, what is the phantom game like what is this thing and then it uh, and eventually leading into oh wait if you fit in the letters it's metal gear solid 5 fits perfectly and then that be end up ending up being metal gear solid 5 that's the kind of thing that hideo kojima does and i think that that type of shit is always exciting but i think it just being death training too i don't know if you need to go that far with it i think the people that are into death training will be into death training and i wouldn't be surprised if this was a more of a reaction like Okay, people know it exists. Let's get that started. It doesn't have to be crazy. Let's do something calm and do the who am, who am I thing. And let I, them I don't get think involved. it's Death Stranding 2 plus. 
You don't think so? Really? Uh, as we're showing here, Kojima is also doing a final check for Kojima Productions VR that they're going to show off at TGS 2022. I feel like mm-hmm. this is more, more likely a tease connecting to whatever this VR project is. And but I they doubt- told us what it is. Oh, they did? It's, it's, it's yeah. the cool hallway. Um, it's just that, yeah, it's just you in the entryway the for a Kojima Productions. Gotcha. That's, gotcha. Why, that's why, like, uh, this is one that was being talked about yesterday. Uh, and people during the show were like, wait, why didn't we talk about the Kojima thing? And it was because when I was putting together the, the show notes, I found an article from like a month ago that was like, Hideo Kojima is going to be at TGS with like a VR tech demo thing that's essentially, it's not a new game. It's not anything exciting. Gotcha, I, w- gotcha, gotcha. I would be down for a Kojima VR game because that would make a lot of sense. You could make a literally make a VR missions game in VR. That would be super dope. Right, but, well, fuck it. Yeah. It's Death Stranding too. I, I just like, I wanted, to, <laughs> I wanted to temper expectations, but now that that's not connected, fuck it. You know, I mean, the, um, the one I'm other option. I'm trying to put things together here, though. I put put things I'm together. A con- I'm a little confused about this because um, the chat was confusing me, and now I'm looking into it. Apparently, L. Fanning wasn't Sam. Whoa! <laughs> I am Sam. So I haven't Ooh, seen that she? movie, but just looking at it. so her oh, she was Dakota Alice Fanning. Dakota Fanning was Lucy Diamond Dawson, and L. Fanning was two year old Lucy. So I don't even think that she was the star of this movie. Yeah. Yeah, but like the mo- the movie was called I Am Sam, right? Yeah. So, okay. But she wasn't two- Sam. There's a fork in the She's road not here. Sam. There's a fork in the road where I think you can interpret this two ways. And knowing Kojima, it could be both, right? Of the who am I? Her being an I Am Sam for me, that's cut and dry. Okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. It is Sam. He, this is a Death Stranding two thing. The other fork in the road is I Am Lucy. <laughs> and what does that mean? Like if she. Maybe what if? Wait, what does I am Lucy have to do with anything? Is wait, didn't you say her character name was Lucy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the answer would be like I'm Lucy. This is me trying to figure out what the Lucy. I, I get, I, I get, I guess you could still connect it to I am Sam because that was like her first ever movie that she was in, right? That was the first ever project she was in. So, it could which is what still I would be, do. I mean, it could also be a reference to her second role from Daddy Daycare. Oh, guys, where she played no, stop. <laughs> I, I'm putting the kibosh on this. I am putting my foot down. Like, this might be the most absurd theorizing we've ever fucking done. Like, I love it. It was kind of dry deep. until we brought in Lucy into this. Who no, the fuck is Lucy? Was, she was an I am Sam. Sam. Why did we bring up I am Sam? Because the movie is no. I am Sam, and the article what? here points out the Sam, and it makes sense. Who no, am I? No. You She's an I am Sam. This actress was also in the no, like unless Kojima was referencing okay. I am Sam. This is irrelevant information for then us. Then what to go is he? Off. Then what is he teasing here? He's probably teasing Death Stranding too with El Fanny, but that's the end of it. Who am I has nothing to do with the spoilers. I am Sam. Her first movie when she was two <laughs> years old, where she wasn't even Sam, and there's a character named Sam in Death Stranding. This is like worse than the Grinch thing. All right, N- absolutely is, not. No, absolutely the Grinch thing added not. up. The Grinch thing added up. This is this bullshit. adds up too. No. Why can't it be both? Why can't she be playing a character in Death Stranding and also who am I being a reference to I, I am Sam for Sam Porter like Bridges? The, like Death this, Stranding two, baby, it's coming. This has We're more ground it. than the Grinch stuff. The Grinch stuff, y'all got tricked no, by a fake a image that, like, you know, was no. just crazy wish fulfillment kind of like it was a random ass character. The Grinch coming to Smash Brothers. Y'all were no, nobody thought, nobody no, thought that the was Grinch never what it was about. Was coming to it was, that was Brothers. never what it was about. Mm. No one ever thought the Grinch was coming to Smash, ever. But all the other characters it leaked with, uh, yeah, that 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 definitely. Okay, okay, yeah. 
Listen, the Grinch theory was sound. The Grinch theory was sound. Yeah, no, I mean, this is not people who think the Grinch theory was crazy are people that thought that people thought the Grinch was literally coming to smash, which nobody thought Mm. that it more so had to do with the production company and like the screenshots of the Grinch. I'm not going to get into it. That was sound. This also sound. This is also sound. The I am Sam thing. Sound thing I've ever heard. Then who is she? It doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Kojima, what are you hiding? Let us know for now. Let's hop into story number two. Uh, Street Fighter VI got a lot of new details at TGS. This comes from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Capcom has unveiled a ton of new details about Street Fighter VI, including character customization and the return of Ken, Blanca, Dalzim, and E. Honda. Revealed during the publisher's Tokyo Game Show presentation, Capcom didn't waste time in flashing through a quick gameplay reel of all four of the new returning fighters. Character customization was also shown off with a ton of different options available to players to change their appearance, from cheek from cheek bulge to jaw, to jaw length to eyelash color and lots more. Plus, update their outfit by visiting clothing stores in the game. This customizable avatar will be the player's main character who travels the world battling fighters, uh, or battling fighting masters to become stronger and stronger. There even appears to be some player choice here, as you can seemingly choose which fighters you learn from, whether it be Blanca or Ryu or whoever else, and gain skills specific to them. A handful of modes were confirmed for Street Fighter VI as well, including a brand new one called Extreme Battle. It appears to add even more customization as players can choose any rules, gimmicks, and battle requirements uh, they like to create a unique fighting experience tailored to them. The Battle Hub is another new, uh, new addition. Walking around in what appears to be a connected online space akin to the tower in Destiny, players can sit down and play a game of Street Fighter within Street Fighter. <laughs> also, a new addition to Street Fighter VI, a scrap heap mode lets players beat up an old truck, and that appears to be it. Capcom also announced a closed beta at the event, meaning players eager to get their hands on Street Fighter VI have a chance to... We lost Blessing. <laughs> we lost Bless. Oh, no. Great. Great. <laughs> You know what? We're out here just trying our best. We really and the are. internet gods are just smiting us down every chance they get. Ah, you know, it's our fault. It's our fault. Maybe she is Sam. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe that's what this is all, all about, Barrett. I mean, ah. maybe it is. Maybe it is, Tim. Um, God. Are we here? Are, are we live? Yeah, are they we're fine. We're f- it's just okay. blessed. It's just blessed. Yeah. Well. I'm going to continue where Bless left off. We're talking about Street Fighter VI. I'm really excited about this. I got to say, all the single-player stuff warms my my grinchy little heart, Barrett, because I love the old days of fighting games, the PS2 era of fighting games, where they'd be like, you know what, fuck it. We're just going to throw in a bunch of modes here that are like slightly related to the main gameplay, but like also kind of just gimmicky and weird. And they were rarely amazing, but they were mm. often fun. You know, and I feel like that's the level of fun that I'm looking for 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 fighting games these days, more than just the the one on one fights that we're used to. Having said that, I think that we progressed a bit past that with Netherrealm and how much they've absolutely knocked it out of the park with the single player side of things, right? Of the right. their story modes being incredible and honestly just getting better and better with every release exactly. to the point that any IP they put out, I'm going to want to play the the campaign because I feel like. They got some some heat. I wish Street Fighter would do something similar, but I feel like they wouldn't pull it off as well. So this is probably the right move. Honestly, Tim, I'm not a, like I know nothing about Street Fighter. So 
If you say it's the right move, I'm going to have to trust you on that one. It looks really cool. It looks very pretty. It does. Like we're looking at the footage right now. I think Ken is looking uh, a little uh, shabby there, which honestly makes him look a little more hot. So there you go. I love it. Yeah. Now, Chun-Li's my girl. I've always been a Chun-Li main. Whoa, lots of me. I love it. Um, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited for Street Fighter Six. I hope that it's great. Um, and I had fun playing it with Wes at Summer Game Fest. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting. Tekken 8 and that. I wonder if NetherRealm comes out of nowhere. Maybe Game Awards, right? Yeah, maybe. They like Maybe I imagine that might be where we see Death Stranding 2 as well. And then maybe a NetherRealm announcement. Fanning? With Elle Fanning. She'll yeah. come out on stage. Do you guys believe my theory now? Because obviously Kido Kojima is trying to shut me the fuck down. <laughs> it's fucking Sam. Right? It's Sam. It's snipers. It's the sniper. My, my internet is out. I'm here from my phone. Um, I don't know what our uh, plane of attack is here, but I do want to talk about Street Fighter 6 because uh, this shit looks dope. Um, it looks awesome. It is. I am very impressed and surprised by how many features that they're they're throwing into this thing uh usually when fighting games do character customization i roll my eyes a little bit uh, soul caliber has tried it out a lot and even though it's novel in soul caliber I, I i've never felt like the execution has always been 100 percent there i think them taking that putting it in this street fighter 6 uh story mode and having it be this thing of you are learning different skills from different street fighter champions i think that's really cool and that reminds me of mortal kombat deception because Mortal Kombat Deception had their My conquest man. mode where mm-hmm. you play as Shujinko and you go through it and you're doing the exact same thing where you're running around a world and you start off, you learn from Bo Raicho and you're learning like the Drunken Fist, right? And then you meet other characters in various realms and you're learning different skills. That was like a very, like, that that feels like an early version of what this Street Fighter Six mode can be. And I thought that stuff was novel, right? But that's never, that stuff doesn't get talked about as much in, in Mortal Kombat, like Mortal Kombat's history. I think Street Fighter Six doing that um building a world around that uh, around that having this world be an, an actual like no you are you know meeting people you are doing um moves to like traverse and stuff like i don't know if you saw in the trailer where somebody does the chun li spinning kick to yeah. g- get over a gap that type of stuff sounds and the honda really dope like bullet thing yeah the honda thing it's great that stuff seems super wild and super cool and i love that they're going that far with it and i think it's exactly what uh street fighter needs because again street fighter 5 that launch i think bummed everybody out and uh, a lot of that comes with it just feeling uh feature incomplete and then also just uninspired uh when i look at mortal kombat the latest ones right those come with those those come with dope as hell story modes right those come with dope as hell modes overall right and then the actual gameplay is really fun when i look at tekken 7 that's another one that came with a really fun story mode but then you'll have the dumb stuff in there as well right like the, the tekken bowling that is there for fans street fighter 6 coming through with uh this thing that the, the story mode that seems really cool talking about um extreme battle talking about the the, the battle hub and the the, uh, the tower right and like the online space being this space where you are sitting at arcade machines and playing street fighter 6 against people they're going above and beyond and making this game feel not only f- just feature complete but it feels like it's going above and beyond in ways that i think fighting games can and need to do in order to um, uh, keep the audience in and give especially newcomers or people that aren't that hardcore into fighting games something to do and something to have fun with uh, and so yeah this new all this new content seems really dope I'm very excited about it hell yeah man alright well we're gonna be right back but first I want to take a word from our sponsors This episode is brought to you by me, Undies. We've all heard of gut instinct, but have you ever heard of butt instinct? It's when your butt tells you it wants new undies. Listen. 
to your butt. Luckily, we work with MeUndies, makers of the most buttery, soft, and sustainable undies, bralettes, and socks that exist. You know that I have lived my life MeUndies head to toe for the majority of the last couple years. I'm just all in on MeUndies because they are absolutely the most comfortable uh, clothes I've ever put on my body. Available in sizes extra small to 4XL. They have new colors and prints dropping weekly, so there's always something exciting to check out. You can try their free-to-join membership for free shipping on every order and exclusive perks, like an item shipped to your door every month, secret sales, and early access to their newest stuff. MeUndies has a great offer for you guys out there. For any first-time purchasers, you get 20% off plus free shipping shipping and returns to get 20% off your first order free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee go to meundies.com slash kind of funny that's meundies.com slash kind of funny Shout out to Shopify for sponsoring this episode. Shopify powers our very own kindoffunny.com slash store, our merch store. And we love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere. Shopify unlocks the opportunity of your business to more people every day, every 28 seconds, an entrepreneur like you makes the first sale on Shopify. Shopify powers millions of businesses from first sale to full scale. You can reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps. It's more than a store, Shopify grows with you. You can go to shopify.com slash kfgames, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash kfgames right now. That's S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash kfgames, all lowercase. Story number three. Deathloop is officially coming to Xbox. This comes from Ethan Gatch over at Kotaku. A year after its debut as a PS5 exclusive, Deathloop is finally headed to Xbox Game Pass. The game will be available there starting September 20th, so five days from now. A major free new update called Golden Loop goes live the same day, adding new abilities, secrets, and an extended ending. In addition to Game Pass, Deathloop will also be added to PlayStation Plus Extra. That's kind of interesting. The Golden Loop update, meanwhile, appears to be the game's biggest since it launched. Uh, In addition to new powers and upgrades, it'll also bring an unusual new weapon and enemy type uh there's a ability called uh fuge is that how you say that f-u-g-e i don't know <laughs> it's an ability with four upgrades that intoxicates enemies rendering them temporarily harmless there's the helps prototype a rifle that fires a continuous laser beam uh the paint bomber an enemy that straps explosive pigment to itself and charges at you before detonating a whole bunch of other little things including an extended ending the devs are teasing some new secrets alongside an expanded conclusion to the story Barrett, you're a big arcane guy. What's this do for you? Any chance you're coming back? Um, I might go back. Actually, now that uh, reading it, I didn't realize that there was going to be a an extended ending, which I feel like is a lot of people's kind of major complaint about Deathloop when it originally came out on PlayStation last year was that they were really into it. They were really into the lore. They were into the story. And then they they kind of felt like the, the ending kind of flopped a little bit for them. I personally, like, enjoyed it for what it was. And I, I got, like, I think two out of i think three endings chat uh kind of funny.com slash you're wrong um 
But I, I liked both of the endings that I ended up like going for, and I thought it was a uh, it was a cool way to end that story. It wasn't super deep, uh, maybe not as much as what people wanted, and maybe this extended ending will deliver that in a way. And uh, now that it's going to be launching on Xbox, like those Xbox players will be able to kind of experience that out of the gate, which is really cool. Uh, the new abilities sound really fun. I like the paint bomber. I like the the one that uh, intoxicates enemies. That's a uh, that's really cool. Uh, Arcane just knows how to make fun abilities and let you give you the tools to kind of break their level design, which is what I love about Arcane games. Granted, yeah. Deathloop, um, what isn't my like favorite Arcane game, but I do think we we've talked about it before. It's their pop album of their games. It's like the way it was, the way that they could finally like sell it to a bigger audience than they already had, um, which was really impressive uh, for for what it was. And so, yeah, this seems really cool. And uh, yeah, with this update, I, I will I will probably redown uh, redownload Deathloop and check out the new ending. Very cool, man. September twentieth, not too far away. Yeah, and story I, I, number and four. I, really quick, I think we knew it was coming to PS Plus Extra, which was like the weird thing where it's like, all right, we're hearing about. PS Plus Extra, where's the Xbox? Where, when is it coming to Xbox and stuff? Now that we have a date, that's really cool. So, shout yeah, out to the yeah, Xbox yeah. players finally being able to play one of the best games of last year. Hell yeah. Story number four, Overwatch 2 has revealed a new hero. This comes from Matt Kim at IGN. Overwatch has announced its newest hero, Kiriko, a healing ninja who joins the roster as its latest support character. Kiriko is a ninja healer who grew up alongside the Shimada brothers, Hanzo and Genji, who view her like a niece. Kiriko is aided by her Kitsune spirit and can throw protection Suzu to her allies or kunai against her enemies. Uh, her ultimate is the Kitsune Rush, where she can summon a fox spirit. It accelerates the movement, attack speed, and cooldowns of allies in its path. Kiriko, people are saying. Kiriko is how I say that. So, cool. New heroes, Overwatch 2. It's coming soon, man. I'm sure Andy's very excited. Yeah, very excited. Maybe uh, maybe this will be something I get back into, just like seeing all the, the new heroes and stuff. It. It brings me back seven years ago, Tim, when Overwatch 1 was out and everybody was on that hype train. Even Alyssa was like, I think I got to I, I used to play this game called Starcraft. And I think these are the same people who made Starcraft. So, so I should check funny. this game out. And I was like, I need to let you know it's a very different game. And when she learned it was a first person, uh, first person shooter kind of like and not uh, Starcraft, she was like, oh, and uh, that was the game that kind of got her into like figuring out 3d games and moving and looking cool. at the same time so maybe maybe her and i will get back into overwatch too this is a it's exciting i know there's a lot of questions still i feel like with the single player and all that stuff but i'm feeling the that's what i'm it. stoked for little bite-sized single player stuff yeah Hopefully especially some more like all of their like, cinematics yeah all of their cinematics are always really really cool and I, a lot of people have been asking for something like that so yeah yeah really cool uh story number five UK Watchdog officially launches in-depth probe of Xbox's Activision deal. This comes from Tom Ivan at BGC. That sounds very serious. Uh, the UK competition regulator's investigation into Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard has officially been expanded to a second phase. Last week, the Competition and Markets Authority, CMA, said its inquiry into the $68.7 billion merger could be referred for an in-depth investigation due to a number of antitrust concerns. 
Notably, it said it was worried about the impact the deal could have on PlayStation's ability to compete, given that the deal would see Microsoft gain ownership of the Call of Duty series. Sony has welcomed the news that CMA is expanding its inquiry. It claims Microsoft controlling games like Call of Duty would have major negative implications for gamers in the future of the gaming industry. Microsoft has also responded to the CMA's decision. A company spokesperson told BGC, quote, it makes zero business sense for Microsoft to remove Call of Duty from PlayStation given its market-leading console position. The CMA offered Microsoft the chance to submit proposals addressing its concerns, but it said on Thursday that the company had chosen not to do so at this stage. Phase two of the CMA's investigation has seen it appoint an independent panel to scrutinize the deal in further detail and evaluate if it's more likely than not to result in a substantial lessening of competition. Here we are. The story continues. Is this an update or is this just the same shit I read last week with a slightly different sequencing of words? The CEO (laughs) drama continues, Tim. Uh, yeah, I, the more I hear about it and it's just like, it just feels like nothing. Uh, you know, I feel like no matter how much it gets investigated, uh, and and stuff, I, I feel like this deal will go through. Um, but with that, I, I think Xbox is really gonna maybe have to expand and like, uh, cause I think it's like three years past what the already established deal with PlayStation is, is like when they're, uh, how long they're planning to have Call of Duty on PlayStation. So it might, it might be that they're kind of forced into the, uh, hand to play nice for an even longer period of time. Is that really bad news for Xbox though? When they also admit that like their their leading consoles and stuff like that, like it would it would not make business sense to to pull Call of Duty ever off of that. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, this just feels like more more drama for drama's sake, Tim. <laughs> yeah, and I mean like that's the worst thing is like it's not even drama at this point; it's legal. You know what I mean? It's like these are just things that, are, that it's happening, and there's a whole process, and we're just gonna have to keep talking about it and. It just sucks because we're not going to get any actual answers or movement or anything satisfying for years. But whatever, whatever. Moving on. A sad story. Story number six. G4 TV hit with major layoffs. This comes from Ethan Gatch at Kotaku. At least somewhere between 20 and 30 staff members were laid off at G4 TV today, according to three sources familiar with the business. The video game talk show network from the 2000s was resurrected last fall on streaming platforms like Twitch as well as cable TV, but now faces major upheaval less than a year later. Quote, I truly cannot imagine the company continuing to produce our slate of content without the people we lost today, said one employee. The timing and severity of the cuts took staff by surprise, with talent showing up <coughs> Excuse me, on set today ready to film, only to have programming canceled as HR reps in- met individually with employees. While it's not clear what the extent of the layoffs will be, one source said those affected were told they would receive anywhere between 16 weeks and six months of severance based on their tenure with Comcast, G4's parent company. So that's good. At least there's some nice severance packages there, but such sad news. And it's it's not um, unique to G4. There was uh, some other situations across the industry. It seems like yeah, with um, uh, with Fanbyte, and you know, our, our our thoughts go out to the the talented people across all of the the places that are getting layoffs, uh, hit with layoffs right now. Um, you know, we hope you you find places that you can uh, continue your talents. Uh, it's really upsetting, Tim, because I feel like we've seen this story over and over again in just the last two weeks of hearing about these companies who try to balloon during the pandemic and uh, just with like the amount of things that they think they can create uh, during the pandemic. And then once we get uh, slightly out of it, we're not fully out of it. Right. Of just like, all right, we're cutting, we're cutting stuff. And that's just like really upsetting to see, Um, you know, like our our friends might be uh, possibly affected by this. And it's just, it's really upsetting to see kind of a corporate, 
decisions continue to to hurt working uh, people. So, yeah, it's it's tough out there, man. Especially with because of the pandemic for so many reasons. But the pandemic definitely changed the landscape of games media in a way that I think it was more affected than a lot of other media companies out there. Um, with the examples of more people being at home, we saw the insane rise in just gamers period right with things like animal crossing and like these like moments where a lot of people because they were stuck at home were reinvesting in video games for the first time ever and that also results in a lot more views and a lot more new eyes and like there was uh, a, a much higher viewership on twitch um, across the board for shows ourselves included in the earlier days of the pandemic and then you know once people started going back to work it kind of like lessened and things and i think that a lot of the the groups out there kind of like overshot and made promises based on those numbers and are now seeing the realities of oh man that's not sustainable for us to right. to maintain in this current world so it's like people definitely aren't a bummer. people don't stay at home all the time anymore like it, it it's upsetting to just kind of like you know it's it, it's almost like common sense to look at like what the normal is cuz you assume that you know hopefully we'll get back to some uh, semblance of that, of just like more of like uh, uh, when it comes to numbers on Twitch and performance uh, views and stuff like that. And so it's like upsetting to hear that like these companies and these heads of the these places like weren't accounting for that because it's like wh what were you expecting at that point? Yeah, yeah. it's it's so, so hard. But I, I do want to say that um, I can't speak to some of the other companies that are affected here that well. But G4, I have been keeping up with and like they've really been doing a kick ass job with uh, doing things on a level that no one else is. And I think that this is such a bummer to see some of their core programs be affected by this. I mean, well, there's no way that they're going to be able to keep doing the things that they were. And it sucks because they have such a fantastic, diverse cast of people there. And I think that people have a lot of feelings about G4 as a whole, whether it's their old memories, their nostalgia, their old hatred, whatever it is that it's always going to be an uphill battle for this new version. But I think this new version had a lot to offer, has a lot to offer still. Yeah. Um, and we have a lot of friends over there that I think are doing really, really, really great work. And they believe in what they're doing. And it sucks that now they need to do that with less people than a couple days ago. And I definitely hope for the best for everyone that's affected by this. Story number seven. We got some quick Resident Evil 4 news from Sal Romano. I, <laughs> excuse me, Akamatsu. This cough, guys, is the most annoying thing in the world. Uh, the remake of Resident Evil 4 will launch for PlayStation 4 alongside its previously announced PS5, Xbox Series, and PC versions when it launches on March 24th, 2023. Uh, while further information was not announced, Capcom announced that it will host a Resident Evil showcase live stream in October where it will share more news. Huh. Interesting. Didn't expect this. Not that surprised, but didn't expect it. Mm, mm. When you look at the Resident Evil titles of recent years, right? For 7, 8, Remake 2, Remake 3. Like, I feel like Capcom has always been all about ports and, and new re-releases of their games. Like, dating, like, think of how many times Remake 1 was re-released and ported and all that stuff, right? But I feel like they got that system down. So it happened a lot quicker with the the more modern re's where we're getting the cloud versions on switch we're getting the next gen versions here we're getting things like moved all around so um i guess this isn't that big of a surprise because i feel like they are definitely going to want to tap into that user base of the playstation 4 uh, especially for a title as renowned as resident evil 4 
Yeah, and it's yeah, it's interesting that that wasn't announced alongside with uh, the original announcement. Um, yeah, that's a, it's a really weird one, but it's cool that you know people who haven't had access to get the next gen consoles and stuff like that will you know be able to replay or play for the first time uh, a, a fantastic game. Also, I purposely turned my uh, camera off because as uh, you know. Going in the theme with everything going on today, my uh, my dog walker is uh, here and she's gonna get Lulu. So I, I didn't want to like uh, you know force her on camera or anything. So my my <laughs> what a world, man! I know, dude. Yo. It's such a it's such a weird it's such a weird morning. <laughs> Real talk. I just want to say I am so proud of kind of funny because we just roll with the the punches <laughs> and we just try our best to just deliver the content and do our thing. And when I say proud of kind of funny, I'm talking about all the best friends too watching because I love that we we get yeah, to you do guys this. are just we rolling to hang with out. You're we just get rolling to have fun. <laughs> we understand that we're just doing our best. So uh, there we go. Us doing our best, man. How long are we going to have to keep this up? I'm not so sure. But if I wanted to know what was coming to Mom and Grop Shops today, where would I look, Perry? You would look at the official <laughs> list of upcoming software uh, across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, we got a whole bunch of stuff, y'all. Bear Breakfast. Finally coming to Switch. Uh, Metal Hellsinger, PS5, Xbox Series, and PC. Outer Wilds on PS5 and Xbox Series. Splitgate on PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. <laughs> Wayward Strand on pretty much everything. Despot's Game, Dystopian Army Builder everywhere. Four Tales on PC and Switch. Ancora, Lost Days on PC and Switch. Blind Fate, Ido no Yami on everything. Curious Expedition 2, Robots of Lux on everything. Dungeons 3 on Switch. Last Beat Enhanced on Switch. And Whatever Land on PC and Mobile. Two, uh, two things I want to point out really quick. Cool that Baron Breakfast it. finally coming to, to Switch. I know that they had to delay the, the Switch version of that game because they weren't happy with like how it felt on uh, the Joy-Cons rather than just mouse and keyboard. So that's very cool. Congratulations to that team. And then also very interesting, especially with the, the recent update from Splitgate, that um, they weren't going to like be working on uh, any more content or like supporting it in uh, major ways because they're going to work on kind of like the next iteration of whatever they want their next game to really be off of the bones of this. I'm confused on like, was that like a beta that was out? Like, why is it out on all consoles now? Is it just like they're 1.0 and they're just kind of like leaving it at that? Or yeah, okay. I think that's the, okay. the plan, well, that's, which that's is cool. cool. Yeah, Splitgate's awesome, man. Good for them. It was fun. <clears throat> New dates: uh, The Plague Doctor of Wipra, a short pandemic adventure, will release for PC, Mac, and Linux on October fifth. I don't know about that PR I, I read, guys. I read the email for that one, and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> that game takes place in twenty twenty one, apparently. Oh, really? All right, that's it, all right. It's interesting. Uncharted, yeah. Welcome back, bless. <laughs> Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection coming to PC on October 19th. MHR Sunbreak title update 2 launches on September 29th. That's Monster Hunter Rise for those that were wondering. Oh, uh, One wondering. Piece Odyssey launches on January 13th, 2023. Uh, Power Wash Simulators coming to PS4, PS5, and Switch soon. Star Ocean, the Divine Force demo is out September 20th. Two hours of content. QL. Wow. Uh, chat. I need you to answer me a question. One Piece Odyssey, launching January 13th, 2023, was originally slated for this year, but we weren't getting any updates, so we were all kind of assuming it was going to get delayed. I am approximately thousands of issues behind on One Piece. Um, 
do I need to be caught up to really uh, get into it? Like, if I play this game when it comes out in January, is it going to spoil stuff for me? Am I going to get spoiled? Like, uh, obviously, I don't know all of the crew members and stuff like that. Like, do is it one thing that, like, do I need to wait? Do I need to catch up on One Piece before I can play this game in approximately three years when I finally catch up on One Piece? Let me know. Let me know. Let them know, everybody. Help Barrett. Some deals of the day for you. There's been uh, some Game Pass announcements from Xbox at the TGS stream. This comes from Benji Sales. Danganronpa V3 Killing Harmony. Nino Kuni Remastered. Nino Kuni 2. Guilty Gear Strive. Blast Blue Cross Tag Battle Special Edition. Foga. Melodies of Steel. Deathloop and Assassin's Creed Odyssey are all coming to Game Pass. Uh, pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. Play those, play those Nino Kuni games. They're pretty cool. Yeah, go check them out. Um, let's see. What do we get wrong? I'm sure there's a lot of fun in this one. Um, I am Sam is is a whole thing. <laughs> I'm not even getting into this. Uh, uh, for podcast, Kebab says, for podcast viewers, the first attempt at streaming KFGD was ended early because of Barrett's low download speed, making Tim and Blessing sound like robots. I'm submitting this because it was not explained in the second recording that is the uploaded Why episode. Why would that, that need to be explained? Right Why That's would not we explain you're wrong, that? Kebabs. That doesn't Kebabs. need to be explained. Kebabs doesn't understand how the show works, lost, apparently. Kebabs. Jesus Christ, oh. man. Oh. That's not well, how production works, Kebabs. We have to pretend tomorrow. that none of that happened. Did <laughs> I intro good. the show twice? Did yeah. we have a whole conversation twice? The start, start off the show? Pineapples, uh, Tomorrow's host are me and Bless. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm sure it's going to go flawlessly. Um, if you're watching live on YouTube, over on Twitch right now, it's Andy and Nick playing some stuff on twitch.tv slash games. We got y'all bouncing all around the internet, but we know you're down to bounce, so keep on bouncing. That's me dribbling you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Barrett. I love that. Um, anyways, we're about to do a post show for patreon.com slash games. Supporters, you can go check that out later. We're doing the shit list. We're doing the 10 best games set in New York. Whoa. Get yeah. ready. They're Till all Spider-Man games. I'm turning my Goodbye. camera on for that one. <laughs>